Welcome to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth building challenges involved in your financial life. Welcome back to the Agent of Wealth. This is your host, Mark Bowdis. Today, we're addressing a topic that demands our attention and concern, the financial aspects of elder abuse. As our society continues to age, the vulnerability of our senior citizens to financial exploitation has become a pressing concern. It's a silent epidemic that often goes unnoticed, but its impact can be devastating, affecting not only the individuals involved, but entire families and communities. In this episode, we'll explore the various dimensions of elder financial abuse, from warning signs to the consequence for victims and their families. We'll also shed lights on the resources available to prevent and address this growing issue. But before we dive into it, let's take a moment to understand the gravity of this problem. Here are some statistics about elder abuse. Prevalence rates estimates that about 6.8% of elder abuse cases involve financial exploitation. The underreporting rate for financial exploitation is 1 in 44. Every year, seniors lose at least $2.6 billion a year because of financial abuse. Elders with unemployed children or family members are at greater risk of financial exploitation. The consequences of elder financial exploitation can include financial ruin, the inability to pay for necessary care, significant emotional distress, and in some cases, suicide. Throughout this episode, we'll share valuable advice on how we can collectively work towards safeguarding our seniors and ensuring their financial security. Let's lay the foundation by first understanding what elder abuse is. To put it simply, elder abuse is when someone knowingly or intentionally harms an older adult. Elder abuse is a crime that impacts a staggering number of Americans' senior citizens. You may think that elder abuse will never happen to your loved one, but the statistics say otherwise. As researchers learn more about elder abuse and how to track it in nursing homes, hospices, hospitals, and care centers, the number of known victims continues to grow. Keeping up with the latest information about elder abuse can help you be more aware of this problem and how to prevent it. As of 2020, there are 54.1 million older adults in the U.S. By 2040, this estimate is expected to climb to about 80 million. It's projected that by 2030, there will be a 50% increase in the number of older adults who require nursing home care. At least 1 in 10 adults age 65 and older experience elder abuse in a given year. Some reports put the prevalence of elder abuse closer to 15 to 16%, or about 1 in 6 elders. The real number, however, is likely much higher, as this issue is largely underreported and misunderstood. Seniors with physical disabilities, mental or cognitive impairment, and dementia are more likely to become targets of elder abuse and neglect. Rates of elder abuse are higher in institutions, including nursing homes. One study found that two in three nursing home staff members reported that they committed abuse in the past year. Rates of elder abuse increased during the COVID-19 pandemic, largely due to the fact that seniors were isolated from their loved ones. Elder abuse is a highly traumatic and can result in health problems such as physical injuries and illnesses, a decrease in mental health, frequent hospitalizations, diminished quality of life, depression and suicide, and increased mortality. Elder abuse is committed most often by someone in a position of trust and power over the elderly individual, such as a caregiver, a nursing home staff member, or even a family member. Researchers are only now beginning to understand this crime and how to look for it. Okay, so now... Let's discuss the different forms of financial exploitation our elders may face. 
Elder financial exploitation can take various forms, and it's crucial to be aware of these to effectively prevent and address the issue. Here are some of the most common forms of financial exploitation that our elders may face. First, scams, fraud, and identity theft. This includes deceptive schemes where perpetrators pose as legitimate entities or individuals to trick seniors into providing personal information, sending money, or making investments that are fraudulent. Identity theft occurs when someone steals an elder's personal information, such as their social security number, bank account details, and they do this to commit fraud, open accounts, or make unauthorized transactions. We have a dedicated podcast episode about senior citizen scams, uh, which is episode 174. And if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to listen to that episode after this one. We'll leave a link to listen to it in the resources section of the show notes. Second, there's power of attorney abuse. So this is where a trusted individual, often a family member or caregiver, misuses their authority as the appointed power of attorney to access and use the elder's financial resources for their own benefit. Third, there's guardianship or conservatorship abuse. So this is where, in some cases, a court-appointed guardian or conservator may exploit their position of authority to mismanage the elder's assets. There's also caregivers uh, who may exploit uh, elders. Caregivers with access to an elder's financial affairs may engage in theft, embezzlement, or manipulation to take advantage of elder's resources. There's real estate and property scams. This can involve fraudulently obtaining or transferring ownership of property or manipulating real estate transactions to the detriment of the elder. There's mis-selling of financial products, which this incurs where unscrupulous individuals persuade elders to invest in unsuitable or inappropriate financial products, often leading to financial losses. There's isolation and coercion. Some perpetrators use emotional manipulation, intimidation, or isolation tactics to control the elder and gain access to their financial resources. It's important to recognize the signs of financial exploitation, such as unexplained withdrawals, sudden changes in financial habits, or the presence of unfamiliar signatures on documents. Education, vigilance, and open communication are crucial in preventing elder abuse. Um, And providing resources and support for elders and their families can also help create a safer environment for our aging population. Now, let's talk a little bit about preventing elder financial abuse, which involves a combination of awareness, education, and also being proactive. So here are some strategies to help prevent or work towards preventing elder financial abuse. First is education. So you want to educate seniors and caregivers, Um, provide information about what common scams are out there. I know they're always changing. Um, and what are the frauds that are targeting seniors? Also, just encourage open communication about financial matters within the family. Next, you want to be proactive. Uh, establish a power of attorney or will before your loved one's mental capacity is diminished or before one is needed. Uh, and the benefit of this is that it will help protect any assets and will simplify any need legal action. Establish your power of attorney carefully. You want to choose a trusted individual to act as the power of attorney and regularly review their actions and decisions. Uh, Next is just document. Take notes of any medications um, that they're on, any injuries they may have, or any changes that you notice in their personality or attitude. Keep a notebook with this information. Make sure to take pictures of any injuries or situations that occur. These notes, photographs, and videos can, can be vital if anything happens and can also point to something that may have led to something. Uh, Monitor financial transactions. Keep a close eye on bank statements, bills, any financial documents. One thing I recommend is set up alerts for unusual or large transactions or just any transaction 
Um, and that way, you know, you, if anything does happen, the earlier you catch it, the easier it is to recover from it. Be cautious about sharing any personal or financial information, especially over the phone or online. You know, encourage seniors to verify the identity or legitimacy of anyone asking for money or asking for their personal information. Keep up to date with the latest scams and frauds. There are sources out there that that have info on what scams and frauds are prevalent now. You know, utilize security measures. Implement strong passwords. Consider using two-factor authentication. Show them how two-factor authentication works for their online accounts. Shred any sensitive documents before disposing of them. Maintain social connections to, and one of the benefits of this is it reduces isolation. And it's been proven that isolation can make elders more vulnerable to exploitation. You know, seek professional advice, ask uh, your financial advisor or a legal expert. Is there anything planning wise that needs to be done or anything that can be done to help protect their assets? I think this one is obvious, but report any suspected financial abuse, uh, report it to local authorities. There's also adult protective services you know, ensure that any legal documents like a will or a trust have safeguard to to prevent it being exploited. Um, and that's whether it's kept in a safe or somewhere where, uh, you know, I guess the people that need access to it have the access to it. Stay involved in their financial decision making. Encourage the seniors to actively participate. You could collaborate and you'll help with any financial decisions and seek their input on things. Prevention is a collective effort. You know, working together, providing support and resources, I think uh, as a community, we can create a safer environment and reduce the incidence of elder financial abuse. So as we wrap up, it's crucial to remember that each of us plays a role in safeguarding the financial well-being of our elderly loved ones. Education, vigilance, open communication are the most powerful tools in this. And if you suspect any form of elder financial abuse, don't hesitate to take action. Reach out to local authorities. Reporting can make a, a significant difference. We also obviously uh, you know, encourage you to share this episode with, with your community. And, you know, the more informed that everyone is, the better equipped we are to protect uh, the elderly. If you have any questions or would like to share your experiences related to elder financial abuse, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're here to support you. And thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Agent of Wealth on the platform you listen from and leave us a review of the show. We're currently accepting new clients, and if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one consultation with our advisors, please do so at bowdasfinancial.com backslash call. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Bowdas Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial planning and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investments and financial planning.